0: depending on your child's learning style, you can make it as hands-on as you want. The beautiful thing is because we have technology, so many different families have done so many different things with classical conversations. So if you want to do something different with it, you can go on Pinterest and find tons of information. And so it's really, I would say you can make it what you want, but my kids, they have a love and desire for engineering. And they were really into building and so the beauty of homeschooling is that you let your child kind of lead the way and I call that you know many people call it self-directed education and so when I was following my child's lead that was when I realized that yes I've given them the foundation but now we kind of need to explore more into the areas that they're gifted at that their talents lead them towards what excites them
1: welcome to the schoolhouse life podcast where we believe that life is a schoolhouse totally we're super dorks with a passion for sharing our love of homeschooling homesteading natural health care plant medicines natural childbirth healthy eating meditation creative endeavors overall self-sufficiency for the whole family
0: oh and don't
1: forget self-development and spirituality oh of course key players we hope you'll be inspired to do things you haven't try things that could make your life better and mostly we want to encourage you to never stop learning and let your life be a schoolhouse too Hey, friends, it's me, Lacey, here again with Elle Cole of Cleverly Changing. I'm really excited to chat with her today and get to know her a little bit more. She did participate in our recent Homeschool Open House event and was a really valued part and shared really great information for our participants there. That is still available. If you haven't checked it out, you totally should. We're getting really, really incredible feedback from the folks that have gone through, and uh, it's been a great tool and resources, particularly for people who are new to homeschooling. Today, we're going to get to know Elle a little bit and her story and her sort of journey into homeschooling and what that has looked like. And I'm sure we're going to have a ton of inspiration for folks who are just interested in learning in general. You don't have to be a homeschooler, I'm sure, to get to benefit from whatever comes up, but we do particularly want to help boost the confidence of those folks who are maybe new to this journey or have maybe even been doing it for a while and just need that kind of support. So, Elle, uh, without further ado, would you please just go ahead and jump in and share with us what your sort of journey has looked like starting with your own education? How are you raised? and what did your educational
0: experience look like? Sure. So I'm excited to be on your podcast today. I went to public school for my elementary years. And then in middle school, I went to private school. I did uh, one more year of public school in high school. And then I went to a boarding school for sophomore year through my senior year. And after senior year, I went to a private college and university. And I just, that was really my formal um, education experience. So I had both the public sector and the private sector that I got to know. And boarding school was really a joy. I went there just to kind of find myself and it was probably one of the best experiences that I've ever had. And it's very unique, but that was my journey. And do you want me to tell about how I started homeschooling my girls? Yeah, absolutely.
1: That seems like such a far cry from boarding school. It's almost like in my mind, like, Oh, kind of the opposite. I don't think it is, but for some reason, it feels like it is a little bit. Can you tell us a little bit about, because I don't know that everyone is really that familiar with boarding school. For me, I've seen it in the movies. I don't know anyone that's gone to a boarding school. Would you talk a little bit about what that experience was
0: like for you? Sure. So I went to a boarding school. I'm from North Carolina originally, and I... Yes, um, the Raleigh-Durham area. But I went to school in Pennsylvania in high school, which was a long way from home. I was around 14, and I boarded a plane and I went to be educated away from my parents. We had deans who were in charge. My school it wasn't that large, so I would say it was around um, about 200 students in the whole entire school.
1: Oh wow! My
0: it could have been more, but that's what i remember yeah, yeah and it was it had a focus on the arts, so like theater choir and we would travel the united states doing different performances of course i had a roommate it was kind of like college in that i did have a roommate and i just you know you're away from home just like you would be in college the only difference is you're a minor yeah. so your deans are like your parents they're not just people who are educating you. So you really get to know them. And what's great about it in my experience is that my friends that I made in boarding school are some of my closest friends in life now, even more so than college, because we grew up together. We shaped our worldview together. And so I really still keep in um, contact with them. And we're all different professions now, and they're all over the United States, but we visit each other. And so it's really a close bond, more like a family relationship than anything. Sure.
1: So it was kind of an arts-based school. Are you an artist? Do you
0: perform still? Is that a part of your life? So I haven't continued performing, (laughs) but um, I think it's a part of you. I think um, as a homeschool mom, I definitely have always acted things out and I was more on the theater side. So I really get into that whole education experience, probably a little bit more than some parents and the reading. So that's where I utilize it. But professionally, I wouldn't necessarily say that it necessarily comes out. I do speak and I do travel. So when I do that, people can often see that um, I'm at home on the stage. So that's kind of...
1: Oh, I love that. What a great experience. That's awesome. So, okay, going from that, then I would think that you almost would want such a beautiful, like that same kind of thing for your children. So how did you come to homeschool? I'm very curious.
0: You're absolutely right. I, I loved school and I loved my education experience. And so it wasn't homeschooling wasn't something on my radar. It actually was proposed to me by my daughter's pediatrician. So what's unique is my daughter, um, I have twins. They are 11 now. And one of my daughters has a rare blood disorder and it's called sickle cell anemia. And it means that instead of both, um, instead of her red blood cells being shaped in a circle they are shaped like a sickle or a c a letter c and sometimes they can get stuck and cause pain crisis and a stroke in children and other complications Mm -hmm. and so the pediatrician said if you want to keep your daughter as healthy as possible in her early years i recommend that you homeschool her and she said she's thriving because my kids were able to pick up things very quickly Mm -hmm. what's also unique is that my husband who i met in college He was homeschooled until he was in the fourth grade. So the experience was not new to him. And he was the one who was like, yeah, we can do this. So that's that's probably unique about my situation. I have a spouse who was like, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) we really want to do this. It usually is the other way around for sure. Right, right, right so that's really what led me into homeschooling and it was really so a lot of people right now during this pandemic are homeschooling out of necessity and so that's something that I can relate to I wanted to keep my daughter safe and so I started to homeschool out of that same reason out of necessity to keep her safe and we're still we're still homeschooling so it's going well and I just, I love it. And so when we first started, though, I did more of a classical approach. Mm-hmm. I'm sure people have heard of classical conversations. Right, you so just
1: talked th- with somebody about that yesterday. Yeah, and I have lots of friends yeah. who
0: love classical conversations. Yes, yeah, so that... The method that I started with. Mm -hmm. And we did it. So, classical conversation is broken into three cycles. So, we did it for the three cycles. And then I realized that my kids, they just wanted a variety of things. The way they learned, I felt like I needed to incorporate other methods as well. And so, I I now consider myself more of an eclectic homeschooler. Mm -hmm. And I do just a variety of different methods. And I think classical conversations is great for a foundation of knowledge and we continually build on that knowledge so but you know we wanted to incorporate some other things and so that's what we do now they're in middle school which is so hard to believe that we've been doing it for so long but it's been great yeah
1: and i think just to to kind of stack on what you said about classical it really is a good foundation but it's kind of the whole package So there's not as much room to kind of fit in the other things, whether it's, you know, arts or I don't know, maybe you can help me there, but it's just, it's kind of everything in one piece instead of you kind of finding different things that fit the needs of your children on maybe a little bit more of an individual basis. But I think you're totally right. It could be a really great start for folks who are
0: like, I don't even know where to begin. It just gives you everything all in one place, right? Right. And you can, so classical conversation, I wouldn't really consider it a curriculum. Mm-hmm. It's so they do give you the information, but how you share that information with your child is mm-hmm. up to you. Okay. So, so you can make it as hands-on, you know, depending on your child's learning style, you can make it as hands-on as you want. The beautiful thing is because we have technology, so many different families have done so many different things with classical conversations. Mm -hmm. So if you want to do something different with it, you can go on Pinterest and find tons of (laughs) information. And so it's really, I would say, you can make it what you want, but my kids, they have a love and desire for engineering and they were really into building. And so the beauty of homeschooling is that you let your child kind of lead the way. And I call that, you know, many people call it self-directed education. And so when I was following my child's lead, that was when I realized that Yes, I've given them the foundation, but now we kind of need to explore more into the areas that they're gifted at, that their talents lead them towards, what excites them. And so, you know, we do that in a way that incorporates, you know, the basic mm-hmm. all eight subjects that my state requires. Right? Right. We do it in a way that they're, they're self-directed, they're self-led yeah. so that they're motivated, which I think is important. And so that's kind of why we broke away from it. Because people... You talk to many different, if you talk to many different classical conversation families, you know, the community is kind of the same when you join a community, but the way people are doing it on their own is very different. And so I just want to, you know, if that's something that people are led to, there are a variety of different ways to make it work and tap into all of those different learning styles because they do have CDs that you can listen to. Mm-hmm. They have visual, more visual components now than they did when we had first started, like there's an app and things. So there's a wide variety of ways, but it's not, so in my state, we're required to have a portfolio. And so you really have to have more proof and written work. And that's not necessarily how classical conversations is set up. It's set up for the things to be in your mind. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's a lot of memory work. And so my kids can do the memory work, but we needed to have more proof. And so instead of just giving them worksheets, because if you're a homeschooler, you realize kids don't want to do worksheets all day. (laughs) So we were taking a lot of pictures trying to make it work. And I just was like, we can do this another way. They do have that foundation. So let's incorporate some other things. So that's kind of how we transition.
1: I love that though, because I think that, you know, where you start isn't necessarily where you finish. And I think that that's just a really beautiful example of, you know, this is, this was working for us. And then the children grew and we needed to find a different thing. And that is, totally normal and that's life in general right but sometimes I think when you're first starting out you feel like you want to find the one thing that's going to work through high school right and our children are developing we don't you know we're learning about them and they're learning about themselves and and that's really beautiful and how in homeschool you can make those shifts and those those pivots and kind of find the perfect route so I love that thank you for sharing okay so I have a question it made me think this when you were talking about your your daughters being into engineering I have an 11 year old and she maybe is a little into engineering, but it's not her like strongest interest, I would say. And I feel like for girls in general, that isn't necessarily where we kind of guide them towards. And I love that that's where your your girls are headed. Is that something that you've been interested in too?
0: No, that's definitely them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yay, good.
0: I was hoping that's what you would say. <laughs> That's funny. Because and it's so funny because we did um they like to build like they've built a roller coaster and wow. with connects. Yeah, like yeah. they like and Legos and we have Lego Mindstorms. Like they're really into robotics. So their dad does um software engineering. So I'm guessing that maybe they got it from him. So a lot of the things that they build, they often um talk to their dad about it. Like they've built a mirror that I don't know. It's so mechanical and complicated. It's like (laughs) I don't. I don't know what it is, but it does some things (laughs) like with JavaScript, and they're learning to write code and things like that. So So that's where their interest lies. And I one of well, I will say more so with my daughter Layla than Maya likes it too. But she is a reader. She just loves to read everything, and she's an artist. So she loves to draw, and her her desire is to draw nature. So she likes birds and Mm -hmm. um, feathers and squirrels and just different animals. (laughs) So that is really where her love is. And I say, you know, you, you watch your kids, You study them while they're studying the different lessons. You study them and Uh you find out how can I help my child thrive and things that excites them. And that's really where I come in. So even though it's not something that is my, my love, Mm -hmm. I definitely encourage it. I try to buy things that encourage it and give them opportunities to explore that. So, you know, for us, like having a giant <laughs> mechanical connects roller coaster in their room was like, how long is this gonna be up? And then they built like a big ball factory. So it was also kind of relaxing myself and saying, you know there may be Legos all over the place, but they're learning. So I have to kind of sometimes just remove my thoughts about what I want my homeschool to look at, look like, and just allow them to dream bigger, to explore, to try different things, to, you know, I even, so one thing I do, I do recycle stuff around the house so that they can create. So they like to create all types of things. Yeah. And even when they were little, they would try to make like wheelchairs out of chairs and add mm-hmm. wheels. So that's just something that has innately oh. been who they are. Yeah. And so you want to you wanna let your kids do that. You never know what they'll invent, what they'll you know do in the future. But that's really kind of where I come in, where I just allow them to explore and give them to t- the tools to do so.
1: Yeah. No, I love that so much. I think a lot of times we feel really um, trapped into only being able to teach what we know. And the the truth really is, is just teaching our kids how to learn. We are, you know, just showing them where to find resources, how to get the answers that they want, whether we know them or not is not really that important. I think people really get hung up on that. Well, I don't remember algebra. I can't teach my child algebra, but we can find those answers. And engineering is really intimidating to me because it is definitely not something that I would want.
0: (laughs) But there's so many resources, you know, we just talked about like algebra, like on YouTube, there are people teaching it, you know? And I feel like there's just so, once your child can read, they really can unlock the doors to learn anything. Yes, and so yes. my kids love to read. And so they'll figure stuff out and then they'll tell me and explain it to me. So that's <laughs> yeah. really, that's the relationship I that's have. That's the magic, me. too.
1: That's so magical. When they're telling, when they're teaching you something, you're like, oh my gosh, this is, it is a human being that I created. <laughs> it's beautiful. I love that. Yes. Yeah, that's so beautiful. Okay, so what resource would you say, or maybe it's a group or a book or something, has kind of been like your go-to resource to help you through all of this? Maybe you've turned to it a few times, or you've just read it recently, or I don't know, anything that comes to mind.
0: Wow, I think <laughs> there's just so many different resources that I've used over the years. I mentioned Pinterest. And I know some people are like, oh my gosh, Pinterest is just so much stuff. But with me being a visual learner, I love going there and finding different ideas. Not that I need to take a carbon copy and duplicate exactly what I saw, but it kind of ignite sparks in yes. my mind of what I can do yes. so I get ideas on other things to do and I love it so that is really one of those resources where I just <laughs> I have tons of Pinterest boards mm-hmm. and I do use them you know yes. there are some people who just pin stuff to pin stuff but yes. I think for me and especially finding hands-on experiments and different things I feel like is the best resource for that. And there are just so many parents who are doing a wide variety of things and they're sharing that. And it's like, I don't have to reinvent the wheel. I can just look up what someone else did and find a way to apply it and adapt it for my family.
1: Yeah. I love that. You know, I tend to buy a lot of books, which I love books, But when I'm looking for like a specific idea or a recipe or a craft or whatever, it's really hard to look through all the books, (laughs) but it's really easy to look through Pinterest and just find some things that are going to add to or add a layer um, to whatever it is that we're studying. So I think that's a terrific suggestion that maybe people are like, well, that doesn't sound like enough. It doesn't sound formal enough, but really you could teach a whole curriculum just based on finding stuff on, on Pinterest. Why not? people have done them tried and true is always the best yes yes
0: and I think when you do study your child and you find out what they love Mm -hmm. if you type that into Pinterest and you see what is available or just type it into Google you find ways to incorporate that and I think you know as a mom who's raising multiples no two children are alike and you know my kids are the same age but they're so different mm-hmm. and so i have to find ways to incorporate both of their strengths at the same time and i think that pinterest sometimes you know you can find this a subject matter that shows you two different things from different perspectives but they touch on the same concept And so that's why I tend to utilize it because it does allow me to approach one subject from different areas in creative ways. And I think that's what learning is about.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You just made me think of something because one of the common issues I hear people say, well, how in the world am I going to educate, you know, four different ages at the same time or however many students or children that a person has? And I think, oh, yeah, you know, you can shuffle them into public school and they'll be in their individualized grades, but then they're in a classroom full of, you know, 20 to 30 students. There's no way, like you just said, for that, that teacher to see the individuality in each student and be able to accommodate that and the way that we would be able to do even if we have four different age groups in our home so i think that that just is what you said about you have these twins they're the same age you know but they are so different and you're able to really see and 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 nurture that so yeah i think it just made me think of that like wow what a response to be able to say, well, I have two 11 year olds and they're very different. So they wouldn't thrive in the same classroom necessarily. Right. Um, Right. They're Mm -hmm. the same age. So yeah, I love that.
0: And I, you mentioned like having multiple ages, Mm -hmm. although I don't have multiple ages, I do give my children an opportunity to teach each other Mm -hmm. and to teach me. And I think that, you know, for all of us who homeschool, what we realize is that when we are teaching these subjects and reviewing them, we really deepen our own impression and our own understanding. And so when we give our children that opportunity, the exact same things happens. And so I think in a homeschool environment it's so much easier and it comes just so organically because your kid can just go to the board and they don't have to compete. So my kids aren't used to competing with other people at all. And I, and I find that that's probably unique to a homeschool child because it's like, well, we can all do it. There's room for all of us. And so I think that that's the beauty of homeschool, that they can teach each other. They learn how to collaborate in a positive way.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And for sure. I mean, even though you don't have age ranges like that is for sure. I see a difference in homeschoolers when they get together with other kids, they don't really see the age difference the way that um, other public schoolers tend to kind of compartmentalize. Well, he's 11, I'm not gonna play with him, I'm 12. I needed the 12 year olds, right? That doesn't really happen with homeschoolers. And I'm sure you've seen the same thing with your kids when they get together
0: with other kids. Age is like totally irrelevant. right just like grades like they don't school kids it's like you're you're a person i'm a person like the yeah
1: and even with adults i think sometimes it it just gives us the opportunity for them to have conversations with adults in a way that you know public school kids kind of feel like they can't so yeah no it's all it's all so beautiful (laughs) we're really going on a tangent here but i love it thank you so much okay so lastly when you're having a rough day this is my favorite question because i feel like you know it can change obviously but sometimes we have these favorite things that we do when you're having a rough day and the kids are like just not in it what will you do to kind of shift the mood and maybe kind of pick the, the day up from the dump so
0: lately we um we've been still doing some subjects we haven't officially started back right but we play board games Yes. so it's oh, nothing yes, like a system. game
1: right yes yes <laughs> this is the best answer Because you're like tricking them into learning. (laughs) Right, right. So we
0: have tons and tons of board games. Good, me too. I have so many. I feel bad about it sometimes, but yeah. Yeah, we have tons and tons of books too. And it's like books and games. And that's what homeschoolers do. Like you, you create an environment where you can learn together and so sometimes we may you know have quiet time where we branch out and read but more than anything when we're trying to connect and kind of loosen up and get you know just gather ourselves a board game kind of does it especially like scrabble or um, another game it's kind of like scrabble but we've been enjoying it is nabbit or um sequence it talks about sequence talks about the geography Okay. And so it teaches you American about the different states and capitals. And another game that we've been enjoying is Suspicion. That has been, I guess, our uh, summer game. And it's kind of like a mystery game, but it's, it's just different people. I'll have to send you a picture. Yeah, I'm like, it's now it's three so cool games that I want. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's so, it's so cool. And so I think that it helps with memory. Okay. Because you have, to, you have to be listening in order to decipher who is who. The point of the game is to identify which person your teammates are on the game board. Oh, okay. And so you have to be listening well in order to do that, okay. to be able to decipher those context clues. And so it helps with problem solving, memory. Yeah. And so that's really has, that has been our go-to game. Mm-hmm. But prior to recent events... Uh, we would go on a field trip. So that's
1: like going (laughs)
0: hiking in nature. I live in an area in Maryland where there are tons of nature centers. Every county has its own nature center.
1: So much nature stuff. We love driving through there and stopping at a few when we're going. I love it. It's beautiful.
0: Yes. It's it's just tons of uh, resources for homeschoolers period. Like the museums are phenomenal and we would go to a lot of museums. I would have like I would get memberships (laughs) to like the science museum. Just so many things. And so that's really what we love to do prior to the pandemic.
1: (laughs) We're just changing course a little bit, but yeah. Right. That's awesome. Okay, cool. Well, Elle, it has been super, super fun chatting with you. Thank you for getting on here and sharing all your wisdom. And if you want to connect with Elle, please tell them how they can stay connected with you and kind of
0: follow along and get more of these kinds of tidbits from you. So I have a blog that I've been keeping for 10 years. It's been a long time. Just my journey as a parent and a homeschooler it's cleverlychanging.com and you can find me there i also have a homeschool podcast and we will be starting season three soon so i just invite people i love learning as you can tell and i just love inviting other people to get to know their kids and learn right along with them and so that is what i share on my platforms you can find me on instagram Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. And I'm at Cleverly Changing because the thing about parenting is, it's constantly changing. And so as a parent, you want to be clever when you change with your kids.
1: I love that. That's wonderful. Thank you so much, Elle, for jumping on and we'll talk again soon. Well, thank you. Bye.